Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Go in Peace, a daily podcast from the Houghton College Chapel Office, where each day we take a look at one of our college lectionary texts, and we ponder provocative thoughts so that we can truly go in peace to love and serve the Lord. My name is Michael Jordan. I'm Dean of the Chapel here at Houghton. As always, privileged to talk with you. This is Thursday, February 11th, and this week we're thinking about texts related to the theme of beloved community, King, Martin Luther King's conception of the beloved community. And uh, today's readings are Psalm 107, 1 to 9, Isaiah 6, 1 to 5, and Acts 9, 1 to 19. And as always, if you'd like to look those up and then come back, that would be great. Um, feel free to read them and then come back. I'm going to share some thoughts today on the psalm reading from Psalm 107. Let me just read to you again. I'll, I'll go ahead and read the first nine verses. It's a much longer psalm. but Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, those he redeemed from trouble and gathered in from the lands, from the east and from the west, from the north and from the south. Some wandered in desert wastes, finding no way to an inhabited town. Hungry and thirsty, their soul fainted within them. Then they cried to the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them from their distress, and he led them by a straight way until they reached an inhabited town. Let them thank the Lord for his steadfast love, for his wonderful works to humankind. For he satisfies the thirsty, and the hungry he fills with good things. So, Psalm 107 is a favorite of many people. Um, it uh, is a rather comprehensive psalm. Like I say, it's, it's pretty long. It talks about lots of different people in different situations who find themselves in these really, you know, find themselves in the middle of hardship, and God brings them out. Like that's kind of the idea of most of the psalm. And these, these first three verses are really important in that they, they set the tone for the rest of the psalm in terms of God's rescue being understood as something about, or something related to gathering in, right? Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, those who redeemed from trouble. And we read that and we think, like again, if we're modern Westerners, we think like, okay, how did God redeem me from trouble? Well, I had this stuff going on and God made it okay. He brought me out of it, whatever. But then verse three says, the redeemed, redeemed the Lord say so, those who redeemed from trouble and gathered in from the lands, from the east and the west, the north and the south. The, like that fundamental to God's character in his rescuing is gathering. And that people come from all these different directions and are brought together from aloneness, from separateness to togetherness. And again, I think the various uh, people who are sort of envisioned in this psalm all experience this in different ways. And so the first one here in verse 4, right, is, is picking up on this theme. Someone is, the person is wandering in desert wastes. And uh, again, this is probably something you know if you've been through a Bible class, but often when the scripture talks about the wilderness and uninhabited places, like, again, if you're from a, a 
industrialized culture, you're inclined to think of nature as kind of a respite from all of the industrialization and, you know, being by yourself in nature is such a, a relief and a gift. That's really not how <laughs> a place, uh, the wilderness is understood in the Psalms, right? Desert wastes. They are out by themselves in the middle of elements which are unforgiving too big for them and they can't get the water that they need and they're in desert wastes and they have no way to get to look an inhabited town right they are painfully devoid of human contact and they're away from a town where it's not just hey there's people gathered together that's a town but in a town people have gathered together to keep those wilderness elements at bay and make a life together, right? So, again, this I think is something that's maybe hard for us moderns to really get our, our minds around unless we live in a real remote context, right? Um, the goal of living in a town, right, is not just voices. It's, it's not just having people around us. It's not just so that we can sleep at night by hearing other people. And it's not just about disembodied contact, seeing other people around us and each of us kind of living in our bubbles while there's other bubbles nearby instead of having those bubbles further away, right? That's what, that's what we might hear it now. Like, do you prefer to live in town or do you prefer to live in the country? Well, life's the same. It's just a matter of whether my little family unit is gonna live close to other family units or farther away from other family units really different vision here in the psalm. The goal is an inhabited town, a community of people who can together care for each other, make a life, and crucially for the person in the psalm, care for people who are from outside the town. Right? <laughs> this person is hungry and thirsty. Their soul is fainting within them. They cry to the Lord in their trouble. He delivers them from the distress. He gets them on a road. He leads them by a straight way. They wind up on a road, and suddenly there in front of them is an inhabited town. <laughs> there it is, a place where a community is gathered to keep the wilderness at bay and crucially can receive me who comes in from the desert and needs all the gifts that this inhabited town has to offer. And you know, people who have been wandering in the desert wastes like that, right, they are frequently inconvenient to the life of an inhabited town. Right? Like if your town knows just how, you know, you know just where the wells are, uh, you know just how much each family um, can eat without impinging on the other members of the community having enough to eat, you know, you've, you've gotten used to your life together as a little town, right? When someone comes in from desert wastes and needs the gift the town has to offer, right? The, the psalmist just takes it for granted. That's what they'll do. And again, I mean, I think this is a real call for us as Christians, right? Like, are we, is our conception of living in an inhabited town as a church, right? Like, is our conception just like, hey, my family goes to this church. You know, we, we do our Christian thing kind of next to other Christian families, but not really in a way that has enough togetherness to make it so that when people come in from the outside, we can meaningfully reach out and care for them and provide what they need. Right? A person like that is really inconvenient sometimes. And a great test of whether we're a real community is how well we can take care of the inconvenient voices that are on the outside of the community and need the gifts the community has to offer. I think about this sometimes like, you know this, like when you think about the family, like if you were in a place where you needed help, right? If you were to go to a family where the family itself 
was arguing with each other, where the mom and the dad and the family didn't get along and the kids were always arguing with each other, you would think to yourself, if I need help, I'm not going to go to this family because all of their energy is being consumed in bickering about what they are going to be. And yet when I meet a family where, okay, everybody sort of knows their role, there's fair, good, loving communication, right? That's a family that's ready to meet the needs of the outside world. And the same with churches, the same with towns. I feel it all the time in Houghton when I'm thinking like, are we the best Houghton we can be right now? That's the huge part of that question, right? Like, are we capable of receiving the voices that are outside of Houghton and inconvenient to Houghton? Or when someone expresses something that's inconvenient for us and says, you can care better for us if this, do we just like, fall apart because we're too busy <laughs> kind of with our own internal drama to really hear what these folks are on the outside are saying right so so that's so much a test of communities how can we care for those uh, who are brought to us who the lord brings to us uh you know who have been wandering in the desert and need us to be the best us we can be right now well if you're in Houghton, hopefully that's a challenge for you about our life together. Uh, if you're listening beyond Houghton, think about your own towns, your own communities, your churches, your families. So much of this, uh, our ability to bless the world is about our ability to be uh, comfortable in our own skin and be the kind of community um, that is marked by the kind of interpersonal harmony that's ready to receive other people's drama and stories. God, we thank you for the love that's ours in Jesus. We thank you for the way our communities make it known to us. We pray, God, that we would never think of our communities in an insular way, where it's just about us kind of getting our own needs met in community, but that we'd be able to think about our community in ways of how it blesses and touches the world with your love. We ask all this in Christ's name. Amen. Everybody, wonderful to talk with you. We'll look forward to talking to you Friday. Until then, go in peace to love and serve the Lord.